0: Good evening, my little teacups. Welcome back to another episode of Evening Tea with May. I'm your host, Nora May, and before we get started, I would just like to update you on how my mental state is. My mental state right now is not currently where it should be, and I'm not okay. And it's okay to not be okay. Um, How I'm dealing with myself is that I have decided to write a mini-novel on the events that currently happen to me without naming names. I know, it's a little bit hard for me, but I've been using a lot of phrases and short segments of sentences to describe how I'm feeling. Like, the words I love you, I hate you. Or just questions like, why? Why am I remembering it now? Um, So far, I have started the fourth paragraph to Chapter 1, and um, you guys are going to, you know, go through it with me. Um, I might go back, you might hear me type on my computer um, to edit something. Um, So that's a little, you know, invigorating that I'm editing my pieces of work on a recording. So, if you don't know my social media and you would like to give me feedback, my social media platforms that I regularly have are Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram, which are primarily the same username, m x e c h x n. So, if you want to, you know, follow me on any of those platforms to give me feedback, you're welcome to do so. Um the title of this book, or the title of this mini-novel, is The Memories of Him Trickled Past Me. Yeah, very um, sad. <laughs> I don't know what other word to describe it, but sad. So, basically, there's a lot of components here which relate to how my inner self would be feeling if I were to follow through with the events. And it's really, really, really sad. And I promised two of my friends that I would give them the first hand on like what I'm going through. So far only four people know about my condition um, or like the condition or the state that I am going through. Um, So yeah. It's only those two friends, my roommate and my therapist. Yes, I have contacted my therapist prior to continuing this entire novel because I was afraid of what I might do to myself um, in the duration of creating this mini-novel. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read up until um, paragraph 3 and then I'm going to discuss each component as to why I wrote it in the fucking first place. But, you know, um, that's cool, too. Anyways, chapter one. I don't even remember the first time I saw him. Back then, when I was healthy enough to remember my own name, it was like I was fumbling my words to match up with his. He told me I was beautiful, but I quickly denied it. I told him that calling me beautiful would have been meaningless due to the fact that I was on my deathbed. I did not meet the requirements of being a beautiful person. He smiled, caressing my hand to reassure me. I reached my hand out as the memory of him trickled into nothingness. This was years ago. Why am I remembering it now? Recapping the memories will only cause me to experience more pain. Why am I forced to do this now while I lay immobilized in my hospital bed? So to give you a little background, my main character is in the hospital, in a hospital bed, literally on her deathbed. Um, We don't know exactly what happened to her. Um, Yes, it is a female. I made her into a female. It's my book. I do whatever the fuck I want with my characters. Um, She's in the hospital. We don't know why, but every single part of her is just questioning, why remember these memories if they hurt me so much? And that's what's going through my mind right now. I am recapping or just reminiscing in all of the memories that has caused me to feel this way. And they're very, very recent. And by very recent, I mean it's December 10th right now. This happened last Friday, December 4th. And it pains me to even remember The exact date when it happened. (sighs) Okay, so yeah. Back to the, the first paragraph. I did not meet the requirements of being a beautiful person. I don't consider myself beautiful. I consider myself average. My height, average. My looks, pretty average. I don't consider myself beautiful. I felt like it is a very high-maintenance term, to feel beautiful. And to add to that, the person that I wrote this about, aside from me, uh, the person who caused me to feel this much pain, called me beautiful every time he walked next to me. So he's like, hey, beautiful. I felt unworthy to hear those words come out of his mouth. Like not unworthy, but I felt like I didn't know how to respond. I would just say hi, because that's the only thing that would come out of my body as to how to respond to somebody who called you beautiful. Um, I reached my hand out as a memory of him trickled into nothingness. That technically means a memory of him that I have saved into my mind is now embedded in my brain system. I can't get it out of my head, basically, is what I'm trying to get out there. It's very heartbreaking to know that somebody who has left you in this state of mind and has not, you know, been able to Stop me from feeling that way. It led on to another thing, and I just let it happen, and I didn't listen to anybody who told me to just let those feelings go. And I should have, but, you know, it was in the heat of the moment, and I didn't listen. Second paragraph. Leaving this place would mean that I could never look back to the person that I was before the pain. The pain that can only be described as a depressive suicide. The feeling of hopelessness and having the sense of worthlessness that follows you whenever you want to feel something that makes you happy. Being in the hospital made everything go into palindrome. Every memory I have with or about him played in reverse. Placing the blame on myself was easier than adding up to the mounting figures of what I had to lose when I was with him. I knew that in my mind that I would never see him again, but I never listened to those reminders. I never fucking listened, and this is my punishment. So, background of that, a previous friend who I told about the book, um, he told me previously before I left to San Diego that I should just let all of the feelings that I had of a, another person go because... It would only cause me to feel something that wasn't reciprocated. And he was right. The feelings were there for me, but it wasn't there for the person I fell in love with. And I didn't listen to him because it was in the heat of the moment, and I wanted to feel something at that moment. Um, palindrome, the definition of palindrome is here. You're going to make, I'm going to literally type it in. Palindrome. Uh, Let's see if this will work. It is, okay. Palindrome. A word, phrase, or sequence that reads the same backwards as forwards. For example, madam, or nurses run. Basically, it means that All of my memories that I have of this person played in reverse. All the memories that my main character is going through. She's recapping all of these memories, all of these events in her mind in reverse. And she has to relive that when she's in a hospital bed, immobilized as fuck, and she got nothing else to do but go into palindrome. And... Like I said, I knew in my mind that I would never see him again, but never listened to those reminders. I never fucking listened, and this is my punishment. This is technically my punishment, because not only did I not listen to the people around me, but I didn't even listen to myself. I knew it was a bad idea to fall in love with someone who did not give a flying fuck about me. But guess what? I didn't listen, and this is where it got me. It got me to the worst depressing stage in the history of depressing stages of my well-being. Again, I did contact my therapist prior to making this, so whatever I was going through that meant um, being destructive to myself, I would contact him immediately so that I would work through a method of... Forgetting. But I don't know if that'll work. Placing the blame on myself was easier than adding up to the mounting figures that I had lost. Or that I had to lose while I was with him. Meaning that I really should blame myself and not the person who kept on leading on to the fake feelings that he had for me. He was just playing into my sensitivities, and I should have noticed it before. But again, I wanted to feel something that I know wasn't there. Third paragraph. Last paragraph I'm going to read, and then I'm going to give you a background as to why I wrote this in the first place. I love you. An affirmation or a romantic factor to one's words, to somebody they deeply care about. He told me he loved me. Those words were meant to cause me to be alone. It was like someone gradually stepped all over my body, crushing it within their toes and wiping me off upon the curb. It was supposed to be a feeling of compassion and love. Instead, I got sorrow and anger to the fact that I knew that he never meant it the moment it came out of his mouth. So why the fuck did he say it? At that moment, I asked myself, is this what emotional shock feels like? Was it really shock that was keeping the pain at bay? If not, then what was it? I would crawl into the deepest parts of my mind and stay there if it meant that I wouldn't have to deal with this type of pain anymore. Okay, so before I left to go to uh, San Diego, I had to go fly out of Richmond to Charlotte, North Carolina and then from North Carolina to San Diego, which was in total a four hour flight. Um, it was an hour to Charlotte and it was three and a half hours to San Diego from Charlotte to San Diego. Yeah. Um, basically four freaking hours of me reveling in feelings that I knew weren't there, but I kept leading them on, and I pranced around like an idiot in my TPU room, basically it's just barracks, I pranced around like an idiot, and I knew that the more I texted him, the more I wanted to feel like, you know, we were something, like we... we We were an item, like a thing. He told me he didn't love me anymore. Straight up. He kept apologizing, saying that I'm sorry I made you feel this way. I'm sorry I let it on. I'm sorry. And at that moment, everything that I had bottled up previously came out that day. And it was the same day I left. I was wondering why he stopped being all cutesy with me. It's because he never liked me in that way. He only liked me as a friend. So why the fuck would he play with my feelings like that? Why? Oh, and the... It was like someone gradually stepped all over my body, crushing it within their toes and wiping me off upon the curve. It was supposed to be a feeling of compassion and love. Instead, I got sorrow and anger to the fact that I knew that he never meant it the moment it came out of his mouth. I knew that he was fucking with me the entire time. But I didn't listen to those feelings. I didn't want to to believe that he didn't love me at that time. So why continue to flirt with me? Why tell me that you love me when really those feelings that I had, that feeling of love, that feeling that we could be a thing, why was that circulating around your mind when really you were just messing with me? Why? I I get it but why would you hurt me? I have been nothing but nice. I have been nothing but kind to you. And this is what I get in return? This. I had to seek multiple methods from friends to help me get over something like this and it's not working. I'm sorry I went on that little tangent. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> um, background as to why I wrote this in the first place I felt like it would be therapeutic for me to let out all of my anger, my sorrow, my depression through writing. Because it's what I did the last time, and it's probably what I'm going to do even more times. It hurts so bad. To the point where I have to constantly seek out help. Not from my therapist. Not from my parents. But from friends. Who are close to this person. Who talk to this person. And me, having to publish this episode. is very, one, it's very therapeutic. Because I'm letting out most of my feelings of how I feel about this person. And two... It makes me feel like I can be open with somebody and not have them judge me for it. Yeah, they're going to give me shitty, straight-to-the-point advice. But having them say, we got you, or you have us, puts a smile on my face. And I haven't been able to smile Fully, the day it happened, and the days leading up to now. How I started the fourth paragraph was, he listened. Whenever I had something to say, it was like he stopped whatever he was doing just to listen to me. Why did he do that? I guess I've been hurt too many times to even realize how big of a red flag that is. And before I started having feelings for this person, there was another person that I had feelings for prior to joining the military. And he was very manipulative. He was very toxic. And he was verbally abusive. Why I had feelings for such a person, I'm not sure. But he wasn't like that when I started dating him. He got more... Dominant, aggressive, assertive. He got really not himself, if you know what I mean. Um, He joined the army, but he wasn't allowed to be on the naval base, but he was anyways. Um, And he was arrested off base because he attempted to attack one of our instructors. And he attempted to try and get me to go outside and talk to him, but I felt very unsafe at that moment. And that's when I reported it as a separate case. I could not bring myself to go outside and be able to deal with that situation myself. And right now it's being investigated and he is staying in the Virginia State Prison for a really long time. I didn't have to give a statement. I just had to provide proof of what he has said to me prior to joining the Navy and prior to coming onto base and attacking anybody who came near him. And at that point when I wanted to feel like i was safe like i had a safe place to confess feelings for another person that person was always there to be that person <laughs> if that even makes sense i i don't i don't even know i didn't even realize how hurt i was i didn't there was no confirmation in how hurt I was at that moment, but I knew that I'd been hurt so many times to even realize that this right here is a red flag. This is a red flag, or this is a red flag. This statement right here, red flag. I didn't listen to any of those signs. I wasn't paying attention to those potential threats, and it led to where I am today, and my state of mind, is not as bad as my mental state. I need coffee. Oh my god. Yeah, um so I took a nap today. Um I thought I should mention that because something happened while I was asleep and I had to contact my therapist right after cuz I was panicking. Um so basically I fell asleep at a really reasonable time. Let me check when I actually went to sleep so that I don't pass the fuck out. Um, I posted about to nap four hours ago on my Snapchat. And to be fair, um, when I went to nap, I set an alarm for 25 minutes and then I went straight back to sleep. And as I did, my whole body went numb. Like, I couldn't move. All I felt were the tingles on my body. Like, everything became super heavy, and I couldn't breathe. And the last time I was like that was in boot camp. Um, My therapist said that I reached a certain stage of sleep paralysis called stage four uh, SP, and I didn't know what it meant until he gave me, like, these explanations of each stage. And I realized, yeah, I'm stage four. It's really bad. And stage four basically means that I needed medication to subside any effects that I may be experiencing. And uh just recently, I have two more tablets or two more pills for that medication, and I have to get it mailed to TPU, because I can't really go to his office and be all like, yo, I need a refill, sorry, I think lemonade, um, so, basically, I wrote this out of sadness, um, like I said, this is gonna be, like, a mini novel, I'm not going to, like, continuously add to my distress um I will be writing more chapters this is only the first chapter I don't know particularly how many chapters I'm going to make this but I know what the ending is but I'm not going to give you the ending because that that'll be a spoiler that I'll never forgive myself giving out um so yeah This is basically an episode where I just tell the two people that I'm trying my best to be okay, and that I need to find myself in a state of mind where I can be happy, and I'm really, really trying. And what you're doing, the type of methods that you're giving me, they are working, but at a really, really slow rate. I'm going to be okay, but until then, I'm probably going to get a minimum of at least an hour of sleep. Maybe even less. Maybe even no sleep. Every time I think of what has occurred to me, the events that occurred to me, I feel like crying. I feel like going underneath my barrack bed and crying. And it hurts that bad. You don't think it hurts that bad, but it hurts that bad. And... I wish I was there to get a hug from each and every one of you, but that's not going to happen for a while until maybe you get leave and come back here so that I can actually get a hug. Please come back. Thank you for joining me in this episode. I know it was really hard. It may be really hard for me. Thank you to the two friends, my roommate and my therapist, for trying to help me get better by using their own methods. I very much appreciate every single one of you. And I love you. Um, Thank you, and I'll see you all in the next episode.